you may be wondering why I'm talking about parent engagement when it comes to CTE. And it is a classroom management strategy and can really help out, but it comes back to recruiting as well. If parents have a good experience with you, and if their students have a good experience with you, they're going to tell other people about you and the experience that they had. Alternatively, if they have a terrible experience, they're actually more likely to tell people about the experience that they had with you. So this could make or break you when it comes to your recruiting and your enrollment. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about in addition to applying great teaching principles. Anyone out there love calling parents? I know we should, it should be easier, but typically I feel like a lot of times as teachers, we're usually calling home because we have a problem. I know in my current position as Dean of Students, all of my phone calls, which I make frequently on a daily basis, several a day, they're always discipline issues. So I can understand how calling home can be really difficult and intimidating, and especially to a new teacher. So I want to give you some tips today that will help you increase your parent engagement and help when you need to communicate with your parents. So the first thing is, is you need to kind of figure out what kind of relationship you want with parents. One thing to think about is Are you, is it just teacher and parent and kind of like two separate roles? Or is there some sort of partnership that you can establish with one another? So what do you want or why do you want to establish a relationship with parents? So I want you to think about that. Um, It can be that, that with that idea of the partnership, how do we help their student not only be successful in our class, but figure out what they want to do as a career and find the next steps in achieving those goals, which as a CTE teacher can help bridge some gaps and give them some more information. I know a lot of times when I was working with students, I had some insider information because I knew about the local trade schools and universities and colleges and which programs that they offered. And even though we have a school counselor, I tend to know, or tended to know who was teaching at each of those schools, what the programs were like, were students successful, were they liking it, did I have former students who were attending those programs? So I was able to be a resource for a lot of my students. So you may want to consider the idea of a partnership and how you can actually be a resource to your parents instead of just the teacher of their student. So I've got some tips here. So after you've figured out what kind of relationship, and it may not be a partnership, you may choose something else, but I want you to think about these three things as you are engaging with your parents and making phone calls, however you would like to contact them. So the first thing is put yourself in your parents' shoes. So in the parents of your students, where are they coming from? I know right now we're dealing with a lot of virtual learning and 
you kind of need to think about, okay, what are they dealing with at home? What could they be dealing with at home? Now you might need to figure some of those things out. So it's the idea of like starting where your students are, you have to start where your parents are. Making a phone call in the middle of the day may not be the most appropriate time to call them. Not saying that you need to call them at 8 p.m. at night, but maybe there's another way that you can contact them. It helps if at the beginning of the year you can establish some sort of relationship and maybe ask, where do you work? If I need to contact you, what is the best way to contact you? Do I email? Do I call? Which cell phone? Which can I call you at work? Can I not call you at work? So put yourself in your parents' shoes. Also, it's really frustrating right now, especially for parents, when if their students are doing any online things or hybrid, they're frustrated. Kind of think about, okay, what are they dealing with on their end? And I know when COVID first broke out, you've got a lot of families who may have lost jobs. You've got kids who are sick. You've got families who are sick. You've got things, other things that are happening that might help you communicate better with your parents and almost have you do some empathy and some understanding. I know when I get to make the dreaded quarantining call, it really does help for me to take a step back and think about, okay, if I was the parent, how would I receive this call? And quite honestly, it sucks. So we empathize with those parents and that we know that it's going to be difficult. Um, But then this leads into the next idea is be proactive. So when we're having those phone calls with those parents, we are letting them know what supports and what resources we have available at our school to help support them as parents and their students while they're dealing with that situation. So you need to anticipate the challenges and have a solution before they experience it. So another example is if you are using some sort of LMS, you need to have ways of training your parents on how to help their students or have resource library where this is how you turn things in. This is how you do this. Because as a parent, it's kind of frustrating if you have no idea what's going on and yet your student is missing a bunch of assignments and to them, they don't completely understand your assignments and your ways of doing things. And maybe you had gone over that with your students when they were face to face, or maybe you felt like they know a lot. But a lot of times, the parents are the ones who are getting the immediate questions, especially in an online learning situation. So you need to be proactive in some of those situations and coming up with solutions. The other thing with being proactive is if you do call home, maybe you do have a classroom management issue. One of the great ways of being proactive is that you already have a solution. So instead of calling home and saying, hey, I had a problem with Johnny today. He was really loud and rambunctious. What are you going to do about it? Well, quite honestly, a lot of the parents 
they don't know what they're going to do about it either. They could be, Johnny could be causing the same problems at home and they're not really sure what to do. So you could say the same thing. We've had an issue today. What I'm going to do is I'm going to move him spots. It seems like he is talking to another friend a lot. So I'm going to change the sitting chart a little bit and see how things go. So that you're, once again, you've kind of got that partnership and you've come up with a solution. You're pretty much just informing the parents and then maybe they have a suggestion. A lot of times, especially when I'm calling for discipline issues, I try to have the parents as a partner and I say, hey, if you see anything going on at home, will you please report back to me? Another example is whenever we're in an IEP meeting, a lot of the times we talk about how our our group is a team. But one of the things that a couple of our special ed teachers point out is they say to the parent, hey, we see them at school, but you see them at home. You see them a lot more than we do. So if there is anything that we are missing or things that are working or not working, please let us know. If you're hearing things that we're not being able to recognize, please help us out. And that usually helps with being proactive and helping those parents be successful in helping support their student. So then the final and third thing is create a system. And this is a system of engaging parents. And I had talked about in a previous episode, which I'll link below, about routines and automation. So this is something you're going to want to automate because if you have the intent of coming up with a strategy of sending positive notes home every week, well, it could get overwhelming. There could have some things that come up in your life or at school that prevents you from doing that on a regular basis. And so after a couple months, you just stop doing it. So what can you do to have an automated system? Is there a way that you can batch a bunch of newsletters? Or is there a way that you can have, if you're going to send postcards home, for example, that you have all the postcards printed off for the entire year, and maybe you have them in a certain place on in on your desk and you got a reminder in your phone that reminds you every day to fill out one of those notes. You could even fill out part of them at one part of the year and then just add in little things here and there. So think about some sort of system that you could put together that would automate and make it so that your conversations, your parent engagement is on a more regular and sustained basis. It is very important to have great parent engagement with your parents and thinking about those three different things, putting yourself in your parents' shoes, being proactive, and creating a system. If you want to continue the conversation, come and join us in the On Your Prep podcast community where we continue talking about different ways that we can become better teachers. Until next week.